Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. All right, people, you know that the Unfiltered Band. It's another episode of Unfiltered. Of course, everywhere you get your pods, if you're watching on the YouTube channel. If not, get in and uh, subscribe to the podcast and watch it on YouTube. And uh, get on board. It's episode 54. And I'm just entitling this one, Fine Sam. It's like, you know, it just sounds, I mean, it's like, it's just one word. It's all you need. Because really, just gets to the point. Yeah, you just like just like his Twitter handle. Uh, we'll get we'll get right to the point. Speaking of speaking of the point, so I want to discuss. We were talking about this before we got started. Our attire today, as you are are wonderfully donned in in an All Star Game T shirt, and uh, your your W, not the curly variety in baseball, but for for the the Commanders, I almost want to call them the Commodores. Like I can't, <laughs> like I can't write, like I can't really get into it. Um, I want to let you know because you will appreciate this. That not only am I wearing an Islander shirt, but I'm wearing a Josh Bailey shirt. Strong. Uh, Strong. Yeah. Which is like, I'm that guy in Atlanta. So it'll be pretty easy to <laughs> notice me. If you're in Atlanta today and you're walking around and you're like at Publix and like, who's that guy in aisle four with the Bailey shirt? I'm pretty sure I'm the only one. Considering most people who root for our franchise of the Islanders wouldn't even wear a Josh Bailey shirt. Not so. a lot of Islander gear down in Atlanta, I'm guessing. No, no. <laughs> No, not a lot of Mets like, gear down there either right now. I'm no, there's 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 not. I'm I'm the enemy. You know, I, I want to start there just from this standpoint because you and I are both diehard fans of of teams, right? And I wonder if you feel this way. And you've been in the business a little longer than me, but about the same amount of time. And I try and explain to people. It's like I think something happened to me where like my psychosis is more with the Islanders than it is with the Mets because I've covered baseball for twenty years. Like, as much as I'm a diehard fan and I'm always honest about it, and you've known that obviously for a long time, it's like, I feel like we are trained, right, Mark, doing this to, like, be more rational. We know too many people in the game. We know too much how it works. We kind of, like, understand how difficult the full year. Do you feel some of that? Because I've been with you watching, like, on the road, like, during MLB events, and I've seen you watching at the time Redskins games. I remember specifically at a winter meetings, I think it was, being at a sports bar watching a Redskins-Giants game. Like, you you have that it in you that you and I have for the Islanders. Do you feel that like it like it in baseball? It's like because it's the sport we work in. It's almost like you you kind of became too rational to be a fan. Yes, and I mean one of my issues was so I grew up as a Yankee fan. My dad grew up two blocks from Yankee Stadium, and I was also a San Francisco Giant fan because when I was in high school, he moved to San Francisco, so I had an AL team and an NL team, and I started covering the Yankees in two thousand and one, and I learned very quickly you can't be a fan covering a team on a beat because you have to write objectively. You have to shake off devastating losses that might've ruined your day otherwise in your previous life. Um, and so, you know, I think the night that it all became crystal clear to me was game seven of the world series in one Rivera blows the, the lead in the ninth inning. The Yankees lose the world series and I'm focused on what are my three stories I have to write tonight. Um, so that was, uh, sort of a hard lesson early, whereas being a football fan, I'm a, I'm a big, obviously, a Washington football team fan. I can't quite say the new name yet. Uh, I wish they had just left it Washington football team. I loved that. Uh, I think they're called huge, the commas. I think it's yeah, the commas. I'm a huge USC football fan. I'm a huge Islanders fan, as you know. Those teams, I, I still sort of identify as a Knicks fan, although that's been really even more oh, difficult to don't do I know it. Don't uh, I know it. than being a Washington fan. So with those teams, I can watch the games, not think about work, not think about my storyline, not think about how this affects tomorrow. 
Get lost um, in it, I right? Is it the best way to it, it, get lost in it? Unfortunately for the, the four teams that I root for, uh, you know, I've had a couple of conference finals that you and I have texted plenty about uh, yes. in the last three years. Yep. I had a real good run with the Pete Carroll USC Trojans in the early 2000s. Beyond yeah. that, it's been pretty bad for the last 30 years. Yeah. So more often than not, I'm uh, stalking around my house grumbling about how, you know, terrible my team is. But uh, yeah, you don't have that in baseball just because baseball's work for me. Yeah, and I, I feel the same way. I, I know we have a you know a, a combined psychosis when it comes to the Islanders. I mentioned this in a previous pod that you were on that the first game my son was ever at, you and I were at together, and it's it's funny because like I think even the the feel. So for me in two thousand, I started in two thousand four, and you and I were both at MLB.com at the time. And I, you know, I in two thousand six, I think when Andy made the catch was the realization and then i was in a in a locker room for mlb.com champagne covering the cardinals in that span of like a couple hours that was when i kind of realized like this is just it can never be the same you know it's yeah, I mean, it, co- it, covering it, it's the, different covering the yankees you know what obviously was was just a great thing to be around because of you know the shadow of 911 and they sure. became america's oh, team sure the one world series that i covered that they won on the beat was in 2009 and I certainly didn't feel the same way watching that that I did right. during the first four Joe Torre World Series championships right. when I was just a dopey fan, you know, going out watching in bars in New York. Um, I was happy that night for guys on the team that I had become sure. friendly with. Right, because you're around I'd them. I've been around who you respect, you appreciate their work. Absolutely. For my family. I mean, my, you know, I had a chance to, to get my father in the building for game six, and he got to watch oh, the in the World Series. That's so amazing. Was, thrilled for him to have that experience for my wife right. and her father and you know people in my family who are yankee fans but i didn't yep. have that say- i wasn't running out to buy the championship t-shirt the next day which i think i had done in 96 98 99 and 2000 yeah it's a different world it's why like and i, and I bring that up because i've been dealing with with met fans and a fan base that i'm still a part of but like in a different way because it's hard not to think rationally about how long a baseball season is and you know that you know we understand this because we root for bad teams like, I think you get lost in all the things that have happened in the past, right? Like, when the Islanders lost in the conference finals the first time of those two years, it was like, how are we really here? Like, that whole thing was amazing. Right. The second time, I think we felt more legitimate. When Bavillier scored that goal, I thought they were going to win game seven, right? So, I mean, you kind of felt like, and we'll beat whoever. Like, you, you just, it, you were in it. But, you know, you get lost in that, like, moment of, like, there's no collapse. The Braves, and I want to ask you, they're like, there's so many games over 500, are we underrating nationally? Everyone talks about the Mets because it's New York and the trumpets and everything else. Everybody talks about the Dodgers, right? Because they've we been please not talk about the trumpets. No, we're not. No, 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 we're not. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. But everybody talks about the Dodgers, right? Everybody talks about, you know, what's wrong with the Yankees. And we'll get into that. Here's a team that were up 3-1 on the Dodgers a couple of years ago in a series that they lost. They were a game away from the World Series, Right. They get to the World Series. They lose the face of the franchise. They are still the best team in baseball because they've been that now for three, four months. Are we not giving, I know it's sacrilegious with this hat on, but are we not nationally maybe paying enough attention to just what a story this this group is here with, with Brian Snitker and these Atlanta Braves? I think that's right. And, you know, it's funny. I, obviously, I'm from New York. I have a lot of friends who are Mets fans and, you know, last couple of days I keep getting text messages. I can't believe they're doing this to me again. You know, I can't believe I'm going to go through this again. They're going to blow this. Here's the thing. This is not the Mets Metsing like normal, right? Since they had that 10 and a half game lead that is now gone, uh, they're playing 96 win baseball. So 
They're playing great. They're Thank playing you. well enough to win a division. Yes. The Braves are playing 116 win baseball. Unconscious. Unconscious. And I think the fact that, uh, you know, I know I read a story from our buddy Mark Bowman today about, you know, it all dating back to this meeting on May 31st that Snicker yeah. had with the team. You know, those are nice narratives when it works. You know, I remember in 09, Cashman coming down to Atlanta in late June when the Yankees were going through a bit of a swoon and they went on this tear after that. And everybody sort of pointed to that as like the turning point of the season. How many times does the manager or the GM have a meeting with the team and then they lose, you know, 10 of their next 14 and nobody ever hears about it, right? That's right. We Um, only know when it works. But this worked and the Braves are are just playing out of their minds. I, I think the most impressive thing about the Braves and, you know, Snicker obviously has has a good hold on that clubhouse. Alex Anthopoulos does not get the credit he deserves as being, in my eyes, the best general manager in baseball. You look at what he did last year. Their outfield was a mess. Acuna's out. He trades for three outfielders who end up playing key roles in the second half and in the postseason, um, you know, with, with Peterson and Duvall. Solaire. Uh, and, and Solaire. Uh, you know, you look at, at this year – and, you know, he makes the Matt Olsen trade, lets Freddie Freeman walk, and everybody's like, oh, my God, how are they letting Freddie Freeman walk? Well, meanwhile, Matt Olsen's having a, a superb season, uh, right? 28 home runs, 90 RBIs, uh, playing good first base. They've been without Ozzy Albies for a couple of months. Which they months, forgot. everybody forgot. Which everybody forgets about. Harris right? II, right? And Grissom Riley's and having another else. great year. Yep. And, and Acuna's back doing his thing, and not quite to the level no. that we expect him, but he's, you yeah. know, he's certainly contributing. But then you look at, you know, Vaughn Grissom coming up and you look at Spencer Strider coming up and you look at Michael Harris and it's like they just churn out uh, prospects who come That's up right. and, and make an impact. And, right. and then you look at the fact that Olsen, Albies, Riley, Acuna, these guys are all signed long term. The guys like Harris and Strider don't have to be signed long term. They're under control for. Oh, they will. Years. It's the Braves. They'll find a way They're, to sign him. For I like mean, Swanson is no the money. only guy right now. Swanson's the only one who's free headed agent. to free agency. Yes. Maybe he stays. Maybe he doesn't. But if he doesn't, do you have any doubt that Alex Anthopoulos will no. figure it out? I no. don't. So no. I think the machine that they have cranked out. You know, they're overshadowed by the Dodgers because the Dodgers have won nine or ten straight divisions and a World Series in there. They've been to a couple others. They're overshadowed by the Mets because Steve Cohen is the new owner with all the money. That's New York. Scherzer and Lindor in New York and the whole thing and Alonzo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think what the Braves have done is yeah, just, it's amazing. It, it, you can't understate. Uh, I no. should say you can't overstate how no. good they have been uh, on and off the field. Yeah, I'm with you. And, and just quickly on Anthopolis and then I, I want to move to the Yankees. I, I'll say this about Alex too. It's proof that like we never give and in working with GMs and talking to them and you have the same for years. We don't realize how many times they're they're buffering whatever the owner tells them they can or can't do. And we put on the GM that like they didn't do this. And every time Alex has gotten the leash taken off, he's shown that he's as good as there is. Go back to Toronto. There was the year that Bautista and the guys in that room, there were two games behind the Orioles at the time of the deadline. They lost that division by 15 games. Remember, they didn't do anything. The next year, the ownership realized, oops, we didn't do it. He's making 10 player deals. He got him in the playoffs for the first time in 20 years, right? Yep. Here, when he came here, he was only allowed by Liberty Media to really do one year deals. He was allowed to bring Donaldson back on a band aid deal, right? He was allowed to give, they were given, uh, it was Drew Smiley. There were a bunch of guys, like everything was one year. And as soon as they realize, okay, like it's not enough, like you can go out, you can make rentals, you can make deals. We don't know. Then look what happens, right? GMs have to have the ability. If you're Brian Cashman, 
you're in, you're in the Phil Jackson scenario. No matter what you do, it's never going to be enough because Phil Jackson wasn't a great coach, right? He had Michael Jordan, and obviously he's being facetious. Yeah, Michael Jordan, and you know, let's not talk about this time with the Knicks. But you know, he had Shaq. He had anyone could win with those guys. If you're the Yankee GM, you got tons of money, and even if you do the right things, it's never enough. When you look back at the deadline, tell me if you see this differently. I remember. Every Yankee fan saying, wow, what a great job. Get on Ben Attendee early, right? They lost on Castillo, but at least they didn't lose out totally. They got Montas, right, where the Jays and others didn't get anybody. They were able to add the reliever from Chicago nobody thought was even available, who was controllable, only been, right? All those little things. And now I look at Twitter, right, which is not a good place to judge, but Yankee fans. <laughs> not a good place to be. <laughs> it's not. It's not. But you know this as well as I do. Every Yankee fan is like, it's Aaron Boone's fault. Booney can't manage. And Brian Cashman did a shit job at the deadline. Line, and I'm wondering when are they going to get on the players for not performing outside of Aaron Judge? Like, do you see that differently? How do you kind of? I know it's it's not done yet, but how do you look back and judge the last time you and I spoke a month ago? The job that Cash and Company did with with trying to fix things at the deadline. Did they do enough, and it just hasn't worked? Yeah, I think they went into that deadline thinking they needed a starting pitcher, a relief pitcher, and an outfielder. They got all three, right? I mean, Scott Efros wasn't a, a sexy name, but he's been really good and. Obviously, he had a really good, uh, you know, first first uh, four months for the Cubs, and now he's hurt, but he pitched well for them, uh, you know, during those first eight games that he that he was there. Uh, you know, they didn't get Castillo, but look at the haul that the Mariners gave up to get him. They got Montas, who everybody thought was sort of the 1A to Castillo's 1. So it wasn't like they said, you know, this wasn't like last year when the Cardinals needed a pitcher and they missed out on Scherzer and they missed out on this one and they went out and got John Lester and, and Jay Happ. Right. I mean, they got the Yankees got a young, solid starting pitcher who's under control for next year. Uh, he finally put up a good game the other day. He really good. needed it the most. Yes. Five innings, one hit. Um, but here's the thing why I have trouble criticizing Cashman in general is, like you said, the players have to play. Glaber Torres has been dreadful. Kiner Falefa hasn't been able to hit his way out of a paper bag in terms of, you know, much more than singles. Josh Donaldson, who has been a huge upgrade for them at third base defensively, and, and you can't argue that, has not put up the kind of numbers that, that the Yankees expected he would be able to put up. Joey Gallo was a complete disaster in New York. Stanton has a great year, gets hurt. But then you look at some of the, I mean, Jose Trevino, how big has he been for them this year? Both fantastic. behind the plate been fantastic. and even at the plate, right? Fantastic. Uh, nobody, you know, nobody wants to give Cashman credit for that move. Matt Carpenter, they literally picked him up of a trash heap. I can't believe that, by the it's, way. I, I think um, Mike Petriello, Rambleby.com, tweeted something the other day. He said, if you had told somebody in March of 2022 that the statement, man, the Yankees really miss Matt Carpenter yeah, I, in August would be a thing, they would have you dropped Or that. anyone right. misses Matt. I mean, it's, it's right. amazing. I mean, Matt Carpenter, you know, was in AAA with and the And there's Rangers. some luck there. There's some luck there, the but they took the shot. There's some, there's luck, some luck, but there. they took yeah. the shot. It they was a minimal risk shot. That's right. That's and right. it was a huge reward. That's right. That's so. Right. You know, I just kind of look at it like, you know, he traded for Rizzo last year. That worked out well. They brought him back. He's had a great year, 30 home runs. Judge obviously has been a beast. Um, but at some point, the players have to play, right? That's I mean, right. they gave DJ LeMahieu a $90 million That's right. contract. He's got That's a 740 OPS. That's right. Uh, you know, they gave Garrett Cole $324 million. And he's been fine. But there have been days where the Yankees needed that ace, needed that and he has not been out there. Guy. And he yeah, has not been that guy. That's right. Tyon's been a good move. Cortez, yeah. obviously, before he was yeah, in the IL, sure. was having a great year. Sure. 
I question the Jordan Montgomery move like everybody else. Yeah, that was weird. That was it the weird. Mark, I can't understand that, that one. It I can't understand It doesn't that really one. make sense at all. Now, he had one bad start against the Mets, and then, like, he's gone. I didn't understand that. Especially with Cortez on the IL, Severino on the Severino. IL. Severino. King had been injured recently, so your you depth know, overall was it just was The whole thing didn't make total sense to me. I get the allure of Bader. Gold glove center fielder. Under yeah, control New finish, York guy. All good. Right. But, sure. I, you know. For the 22 years I've been around this game, everybody you ever talk to says the same thing: you can't Never have, have enough pitching. pitching. That's and right. And then what do they do? They trade away right. a, a solid starter who had a what a 370 RA with the Yankees. It wasn't yeah. like he was out there. You know, he wasn't the pitching equivalent to Joey Gallo. And yet they moved him. Uh, they could use him right now, but I, I just this is on the players. I, there's no other way around it. I don't I, think I'm with Boone. You. I don't think it's cash. No, I don't either. Boone's the same manager who was 68 yeah. and I, 23 or whatever. I, I agree. And, and look, and I, I always say this and I'm, and I'm honest about it because I, you know, I know Booney a long time. I mean, before he was doing this, he won the fantasy league that I was commissioning for, for 12 years when I was at MLB network radio, he won it three times, which he never lets me forget. But you know, it's not his, it's everyone's fault. And he would be the first to say it, right? As the manager, as the GM, Brian Cashman, they're all, everybody's part of it, right? But in the real world, it's, if a car dealership's not selling, right? You you don't basically say, okay, it's the guy who owns the dealership. It's, we need better employees who are, who are not, these guys aren't selling, right? In, in the world we live in, in sports, it's like, it's never the players, right? Unless it's a high money player that we're not like, it's Garrett Cole, but we're not going to get on Glaber Torres enough. In your opinion, kind of from the way you look at it, if they don't get to an LCS, and I'll use that as that's probably not good enough because you know they have their own aspirations. They're the Yankees, right? You had 200 win seasons when Booney came in. You didn't do anything. You had the Brasso Chapman year, right, with 60 games. If they don't get to an LCS, though, because to me that's like the DEFCON, like, okay, that's not okay. Like, loose of the Astros were really good one thing. If they don't get to an LCS, is Boone gone next year, whether it's deserved or not? I don't think so. Uh, you know, Boone is the guy Cashman and Steinbrenner brought in. He's just signed a new deal. Uh, I don't see Hal as the kind of guy who's going to pay Aaron Boone for the next two or three years to not manage for him. And like I said, he's the same manager who got them off to this great start. Look, if the only way I think Boone would be gone is if they missed the playoffs entirely, which is not going to happen. Um I think ultimately they will hold on to win the division. I, I think I ultimately they will get to the ALCS because I in, agree in the, you know, they'll have a first round bye because they yes. have an 11 game lead over yes. Cleveland right now for the two seed. Yes. So they'll get that first round bye, and all yes. they have to do is win a three out of five series against either the AL central winner yes. or a wild card team. And look, if they get Tampa, if they get Toronto, I, yeah, Tampa is going to be a problem. It's going to be I mean, a problem, right? Tampa's I'm not saying that they couldn't Tampa's lose that a, series. It's not Yankees twins, Mark, but right in terms of psychologically, but it's pretty close right now. They, Tampa's a problem for them. Absolutely. And they have been for 15 years. Yeah, for a long time. A as long good time. as CC Sabathia was in his early years, uh, of the Tampa's, Yankees, he would go down to Tropicana Field. That's right. That's melt. right. That's right. Um, and so I look at, uh, except for the time he almost no hit them there, but I, I look at this team and say, if you get to the ALCS and you lose to an Astros team that you really can't argue is they better can't. than you. No, they are better right? than you. Yeah. Uh, you know, the only way the Yankees beat the Astros is if Cole goes out there in game one Agreed. and beats Verlander. Yeah. Um, and I don't know if that's going to happen or not. And their bullpen has to have its best week and a half of, of the year. 
Correct. I mean, people don't realize what Michael King was a huge loss. Chad Green huge. was a huge loss. Yes. You know, Holmes has not been what he, yes. he was in the first four no. months. Which you can't blame uh, him, right? I mean, they're putting so much on him, which he's never 100%. been through. It's like, it's, it is what it is with that. And Chapman's been a disaster for the right. most part. So <laughs> right. the right. bullpen's got some stuff to figure out. Yes. Um, they have a month or so to do that. And yep. uh, I think having seen teams in the past where – Big expectations, wilting in the second half, hanging on, clinging for dear life. If they get to October, or I should say when they get to October. This, anything can happen. There, anything can happen. At that point, you don't worry about the losing streaks. You don't no. worry about losing nine of your last, you know, winning nine of your last 30. You get there, everybody's zero and zero, and it's sort of like, okay, we're here. Take a deep breath. Let's go. And I think there's a chance that given the success that they had earlier this year, uh, you know, there's still that DNA in there, and I think they, they have a, a very good chance to get to ALCS. I, do I love their chances against Houston once they get there? No. No. Uh, but they can beat them. I want to add one more thing, and then I want to get to Otani Judge and, and talk about that a bit before I let you run. So l- let me in, – in our time covering the game, and the numbers all bear it out, but I, I, I've seen it, so have you. We've covered teams where it's happened to. The layoff of time and the momentum that has dropped – when a team sweeps a series in a postseason and then has to wait seven, eight days, the numbers all bear out and they are real. Momentum is a real thing. Teams that fight all the way to get in, toot the nail to get in, seemingly even as wild cards can go in and all of a sudden they jump on teams even on the road because they've been playing game seven and other teams got to try and do that snap the finger. The new playoff format, how much do you think this is something that we will be discussing with one of these? Because to me, it's the have and have nots. And we've talked about this before. I mean, look, on paper, which you can't play the game that way, but let's play it. It's Dodgers in some order, Dodgers, Braves, Astros, Mets, and then sometimes the Yankees and everyone else, right? How much do you think one of the stories of this postseason, maybe one of those teams getting knocked off because some team that has just been playing, I'm in game seven, I'm in game seven, I'm in game seven, I'm in game seven, is going to go in and that layoff, all of a sudden a team like that at home is going to be down 2-0 quick in a five-game set. The only thing that I think helps that team with the layoff is they'll be able to set up their pitching. So if a team goes to game five in the the wild card round or goes to game seven, you know, they will have exhausted their pitching staff while the other teams say, I got my number one guy ready for game one and my number two guy ready for game two and a fresh bullpen and let's do this. Um, Yeah, it can happen. It certainly can happen. And I think there's a chance that 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 scenario you're presenting occurs. Um, but I also think that those four teams in particular that you mentioned are really a step above everybody else. I'll put the Cardinals in that, in that, in that conversation too, yeah. the way they've been playing. Hey, look, the Mariners look like they belong. I mean, I'm still kind 100%. of, I love their story, but are they in that group? But they look like they belong. And this will be the first time that most of those guys are going through this kind of thing. And I think when you have a team like Seattle, hasn't been in the playoffs in over two decades, a lot of young players who have never experienced this. The eyes may get a little wide in October, right? You may, you may, you know, Seattle going into Yankee Stadium or going into Minute Maid and and seeing that kind of crowd and, um, you know, they could be house they, money though, Mark. We've seen the other well, way, that, though, right? We've say, seen the other way. For the Mariners, though, getting to the playoffs, you, you've accomplished your goal for this year. That's you've right. Gotten to the playoffs, Sometimes that helps. That and the house money thing. Sometimes I it helps. They'll be playing with very Free little easy. weight That's on their right. shoulders. That's right. So you know, the, a team like that. The Phillies are another team in yeah. that mold. 
could certainly guardians right guardians you know, like who had them no, here the right guardians, and they got tito the guardians and they got tito there before you know philly and seattle are looking to end long postseason drought right but the players in the room are young in, in sure. the guardians like those guys sure. have never, you know tito's been there but you yes, know they got a 100%. lot of players that have never been there before 100 percent. and so uh, yeah i mean but i think that the dodgers the mets the braves the astros yeah. just step are just they're just better teams they are and so the best team doesn't always win right i mean i remember very early in my career oh two the yankees won like 103 games Angels just got red hot. That's right. Couldn't get anybody out. K Rod. They weren't even that good a team. They were good, yep. but they weren't yep. like some juggernaut. And yep. they just went out there and just battered the Yankees. Yeah. And Adam Kennedy, so, right? Yep. I mean, my you gosh. Know, the really? best team doesn't always win, but when you have four or five teams that are so much better than everybody else, it's hard for me to see one of those teams not emerging as the World Series. Team. I always say this: you got to get them in five. It's why the Nationals knocked off the Dodgers in LA in five. Right, pitching short series, twenty ten Phillies, who were, were another one of those favorites, like the O two Yankees, where it's like how, and then Cody Ross and Javier Lopez and Scooter, and boom, you're out in five games. It's harder in a seven game series. I want to hit Otani Judge before we go. I. I I, I like when, and I mean this, like it's not as great for our industry for what what we do, but I like when I don't know how I feel about something. I like when it's hard to, you know what I mean by that? Like, like it, we were all about strong takes, like, you know, right or wrong, like this is how I feel. And like, I, you know, if you don't believe in it, well, you know, Ed, you know, screw you. This is hard for me. Like I look at this every day and I'm having a problem with it, right? I really, I am. I go back and forth. I have always believed, I used to say many years ago, this show how old we are, but I used to say that nobody cares who the most valuable employee at Enron is, right? Like, so like, I don't want to hear about a last place team with an MVP. I always felt that way, but the, it got voted differently over the years. And it stopped being so much most valuable player on a team that wins all the time to the most valuable player because we started looking at war and we looked at how players are related to players that don't play and replacements. And, and those numbers made us think about the value of a player more than the value to his team, right? On a, on a winning team. You and I like hockey. I think they should split the awards. I think the fact that Hank Aaron is on an award that's just offense is a shame to him anyway. Like it should be a bigger award. I would make that player of the year. And I don't care that it's it's reactional. Everything that that Manfred Selig and everyone's ever done is always reactional anyway. And I would make the two awards different after this year so that I can allow somebody to vote for a player of the year who's been outstanding in Otani and give it. I don't care if he wins the award every year. He'll deserve it. He'll be in the Hall of Fame. That's fine. And then I can look at MVP for for winning teams. Do you buy into that as an idea? Because and because I'm having a problem. I can't say Judge is more valuable of a player than Otani. What Otani's doing is like a like a cyborg. Yes, in the short answer. I, I think, you know, the one thing, of course, the Hank Aaron Award is an MLB um, yes. sponsored award, whereas the, the MVP and Cy Young are, are Baseball Writers Association yes. awards. So I would love to see the Baseball Writers Association together? add another award or sure. MLB to make that a BBWA yes. award. Because to me, most valuable player and most outstanding player are two separate things. Yes. Now, yes. I have voted on the MVP maybe five times in my career. I always put a value on on being on a winning team. I'm not saying I wouldn't. I mean, I voted for Trout in a year where the Angels weren't a winner because the teams that were in the playoffs didn't have that guy who stood out. They were well-balanced teams. They didn't have the one guy who stood out like crazy. When there is that guy who stands out like crazy, I, I lean towards that guy. And so during this whole conversation, this whole debate, I've been in the – there's no way – that Aaron Judge is not the AL MVP. That's been the side I'm on. 
Then my buddy Jeff Passon tweets something out the other day. Oh, the A, B, C, and D one? Player A, player B, player C, player D. I mean, come on, man. Player A was, you know, 33 home runs, 74 RBIs. Player B was 32 home runs, 85 RBIs. Player C was a, you know, 220 ERA and a... It was was the the race. Mookie Betts and McClanahan and Otani and Otani. And I was like, God damn you, Passon. You're making me rethink my my own argument now. That said, if I was voting on MVP this year, and I'm not... Thankfully, because I wouldn't want to have to make this decision this tough year. I'm tough voting one. on NL Cy Young Award, which seems yeah. like a pretty easy vote to me, yeah. but we'll see. Uh, I would still vote for Judge because everything we had that we talked about 15 minutes ago about the yeah. Yankees, how yeah. Donaldson's oh, been bad. And he's the only guy. He's, 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 the all, you know, he's the constant. He's the constant. Rizzo's been good, but, but he's the constant. Some. He's been the one constant. Yeah. I mean, I think until the other day, like, Judge had scored all of the Yankees' runs in the first four games in September. Oh, like it's that. absurd. I don't understand, and I've never claimed to be uh, capable of managing a big league team because I'm not. But I don't understand how any manager ever throws Aaron Judge. Oh, my team. God. I Please, can we get— He's don't been even intentionally t- walked 11 Mark, times I can't even understand—Mark, I don't get the names on the back of the baseball card stuff, which is, I think, what they're doing. Like, you seeing Stanton pop up every time. you seeing Donaldson and what he looks like. Like these versions, you 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 have to go after these guys. How in the hell are you pitching to Judge ever? Ever? Casey, Aaron Judge has only been walked eleven more it's times intentionally than thing. you this year. <laughs> Leading off the game is the only time I understand it. You don't want to go and say we had a home run the other day. Yeah, of course, but it's but it's the only but, understandable. Like, okay, I'm not going to put the guy on base to open the game. After I, that, I there's no excuse. But the what Judge has done, uh, and then you put the you know the backdrop of contract year turned down the huge deal pressure all the pressure is getting on yourself from the first day of the season sure and he has delivered one of the best offensive seasons we have seen in recent memory yeah sure and the yankees forget the fact that they've been sliding they're still in first place by four and a half yep. games as we speak because of him they're still going to the playoffs and without him this team is 10 12 games out of first place so I, I just, but, to me, Judge's MVP, I, I can't say enough for what Otani's doing this year. He's incredible. It's but ridiculous. I yeah. also asked the question, if we're going to just say, okay, well, Otani's, you know, well, Judge doesn't pitch. So then why even vote every year? But as that's why Otani puts up okay, you're making numbers. My, you're making my point. Be, he is that's, you're making my point. MVP every year. You're making my point. Look, as it, and I always say this, the NBA gets it and always has way more than baseball in a way where it's like, they're not afraid to move in the three-point line or move it back and say, okay, we see that the offense is leaning here and we're going to do it. People forget about that two weeks into a season. It's just the line is here, right? No, It's all reactionary. They're not afraid to admit that. They wouldn't have been with the ball like baseball was for two years and what they're doing with it. They would say, this is what we want and this is what we did with it, right? Baseball needs to be reactionary. I think after this year, you gotta you got to add another award. First of all, you add more debate more conversation, you add more watching and viewing of bad teams down the stretch in September, Mark, because there's a different race that's involved, right? It could be Trout against Otani for the Angels, right, for outstanding player, and you're just watching every game. You you have to, to your point, add another award because the way I look at it is Otani is doing something that no one is ever going to do again, has ever done. I don't care if I, I don't have a vote. I'd vote for him for outstanding player of the year seven years in a row. And you know what? When he gets into the Hall of Fame, it would be he won it seven times in a row because what he did was historic, and that's why he's here, right, in Cooperstown. But I don't want to have the MVP tied to it because that should be for a winning team. 
I'll push back on one thing and play devil's ahead, advocate. Please, you're no, talking please, about it would give us another, you know, more debate. More... It would. No. What have we been talking about for the last? Okay. Minutes? Yeah, but how many times have we, we would into... we would we would not be talking about the MVP this year. Fair enough. Fair enough. The MVP but... would not. You'd never mention it on a podcast on a TV show yes, anywhere. But, but isn't this a one-off? I mean, there's normally more that judges' year is so great. There's normally would be three or four other candidates. There's no one else, right? So but in some ways, this debate might be more interesting. But can I? Can I? Can I? Can I try? And let me throw a question back at you. For me, the way I look at outstanding player, that now could be a pitcher. Sure. And that'll, right? Although, because look, we've seen MVP, MVP is harder. Yes, but that's harder because it's the one every five days, right? And sure. all of that. If I'm just saying most outstanding player, in my opinion, now you can add a pitcher in that. Yeah, but if you're voting for that, you're probably also going to take the same... They don't the play same every approach day. of yeah. You played thirty three games. He played one hundred and fifty right. games. Right. <clears throat> so, as good as you were, go win the Cy Young. That's your yeah. best reward. <laughs> uh, and 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 we're going to let a real player, you know, a guy who plays suits up every day, yeah. as the outstanding player. Because look, as hard as hard as it is to pitch, and as yeah. hard as it is to go out there every five days yeah. and be good every five days, yeah. there's something to be said for you know going out there five or six days a week. Because yep. nobody goes out there seven anymore. Yeah, uh, you know, to go out there six days a week and be good on a consistent basis over the course of one sixty-two. All right, let's let's close with this, and I appreciate all the time. Your uh, your uh, your commodores, your commas, your commanders. Um, you know, as you know well, I'm a Giants fan, so I don't even they don't even belong in any discussion. I mean, it's I looked at their list of captains. I'm like, who else plays for the team? I mean, it's unbelievable. <laughs> it's like ridiculous, honestly. Um, Eagles get eleven. And win the division, right? I mean, I hate the uh, Eagles like you do. So, like, and we can I, say that because we don't cover that sport. Right. Um, and all my friends who are Eagles fans know how much I hate the Eagles. So I hate the Eagles. So do that. you. Um, no. I, I no. Think, I, I think the winner of the NFC East is 9-8 and eight this year. You really think so? Think, you don't think, don't you think, don't think the Eagles are any – you know, Look. If Jalen Hurts takes a big step forward, and I know yeah. right now he's a fan. They have more talent. Probably, they got more talent, though, it they seems. They do have more talent. Like, right? Like A.J. Brown, the, that acquisition yeah. was seems good. like they got more talent. But I just, I don't know. I don't look at them and put them in the it's same category the as some of the better teams in the league. No, no, but I think it's so, it's competition so bad, though, Mark. It's, it, like, I think it's like Dallas the has the chance to be just as good as Philly, which okay. also pains me to say, because uh, my love for the Cowboys is not exactly. I know you had to wear the jersey. Either. I remember that whole thing. Oh God, that was that was the worst. I Jesse that. Sanchez sends me that picture like once that. a year. I remember that. I, if I were him, I'd send it more than that. I remember that. The Des Bryant jersey too. Yeah, like, of all people, no. like it's like, like the know, only one that had a Modell's. It would be like wearing Deshaun Jackson for me. Like I couldn't. Do I that. went to like, Modell's just and just put it on. Had my son take the picture. Yeah, I couldn't do that as quickly as I could. I couldn't. Yeah, well, try Deshaun Jackson joining your team. That won't. Yeah, no. That one was a bit of a, uh, how, how do I possibly, oh, wait, it would be like having Carson Wentz as your quarterback. Like well, you hey, said. it's fine. Right? It's fine. Um, you want Chris Kreider to play wing? I mean, I'll take him right now, by the I'll way. I'll put it to you. Yeah, right. Right. The problem is Chris Kreider's good. Carson <laughs> Wentz is not. Um, I, I see the NFC East team being a champion, being like a 9-8 and eight team. I mean, the okay. only reason they could have more wins than that is that they do get to play the Giants and the football team. Yeah, the Giants each. are terrible. Giants um, get Giants get to me the Giants get five. I think they probably get a five. 
Yeah, I, maybe I, I six. Washington maybe in that six. four to six range as well. Maybe um, six. This maybe. might be, and I've had some really bad years. And when you look at the list of quarterbacks that my team has had in the last thirty years, it's really pathetic. Yeah, like, but their really best years pathetic. were pathetic quarterbacks. I mean, yeah, Grossman is a. I mean, you had bad quarterbacks in the in the thing. Okay, first of all, Rex Grossman was not a Super Bowl quarterback. He was not for like, your team. Not for my team. He was. Wait, Mark Griffin won the MVP <laughs> that year. Not for your Doug team. Williams and, and I know. You, you don't want to talk about Jay Schrader? Yeah. Jay Schrader never made it to the Super Bowl. No, I know. Um, I, I just think that whoever comes out of the NFC East, and I think it'll be one team. There's no yeah, wild Oh, oh that's be clear. Will be a first round loser. And then you and I can at least enjoy the rest of the postseason. Yeah. Well, that's about the only thing we're going to talk about. We do have hockey soon, but we'll get to that another pod. Appreciate you. And, uh, you know, wait, way to keep sporting the W. I do like the jerseys, though. I got to say, like, they're kind of, I'm okay with them. The white ones, I'm okay with those. They're okay, except that other than the burgundy ones, they don't look like my football team. Well, that's the yellow jerseys for crying out loud. I mean, what you are you, the Steelers? By the way, the fishermen coming back this year is the greatest thing that's ever happened, except they screwed up. I, I, I'm okay this with This is where you, you and I veer apart. I'm okay. It, it's fun. It's fun. I mean, you got to kind of like have fun with it. You can't like get yeah. a feeling. Fisherman a, was just such a dark period. Of course. How many, do, how many light periods we got? We don't get a lot Let's of see, light there's periods. 1980 80s? to 1984. Yeah, right. 92, there's 93. 1993. Right. And then 99, uh, you know, 2000. Right. Was, was that the pecking year with Darcy right? Tucker? And then 2021. Yeah, I mean, and not much. Yeah, look, it not hasn't much. been great. But, but Ziggy you know, This is why I tell people when they finally win. Yeah, when this that? goes for the Islanders, the Knicks, and Washington. Yes. No one's going to accuse me of being a bandwagon fan because I've sat through such no. shitty sports oh, for it's the been past terrible. 30 years with these it's teams. Been terrible. I'm going to deserve it Intense when any therapy. one of these teams finally wins something. The therapy but, uh, will be worth it. Hopefully you and I can uh, can get out to UBS together at some point this year. I still, we, I still haven't been there. so I haven't either. I have not either. Well, you have, more, you have less of an excuse than I do. Yeah, okay. Our first game, let's do it. I'm down. All right. I appreciate you, bro. Thank you so much for the time. You got it, man. All right. More Unfiltered coming at you. Join the Unfiltered Revolution. We'll see you next time. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.